Chapter 5. Mars Space. Start of a new job. There was someone waiting for them as they exited the tube. He was very tall and broadly built with a huge smile. I'm so pleased to meet you all. We've been waiting for you, he said. My name is Bill Littlejohn, but of course everyone calls me Little John. No prizes for guessing why. You will get three days here before you go down to the surface. As you may have guessed, we have engineers here who would like to work through your modifications and ideas for the ante, and we would also like a debrief on your trip in general. As you will realise, not too many trips out here have been made as yet, so we like to know how each group reacts and how they occupy themselves during the two-month journey. Let's go over to the hotel area. It's still skeleton staff as yet, so mainly self-help, but you can get a meal you haven't cooked for yourselves at any rate. They walked as far as the corridor connecting the two spheres and looked out to see Mars. The two moons were also visible, and they were struck how different from Earth it all looked. Phobos and Deimos were at the same side of Mars. They looked smaller in proportion to the planet compared with Earth's single large moon. It looks smaller from here than I thought it would, said Michelle. And is it my imagination, or is it a funny shape, sort of lopsided? Ken, being an astronomer, answered her. Yes, it is the oddest shaped planet in our solar system. It's a sort of pear shape. You see that sort of basin in the north? That's about six miles below the edge of it, in its centre, and the other side of the planet is about 20 miles higher. Its diameter is about half of Earth's, and its mass is only 11%, but the day is 24 hours and 30 minutes long, so we'll not be too far out if we have to work Mars days down there. We'll feel as if we weigh about a half of what we would on Earth, which isn't too bad. I found our moons one-sixth a bit too light for me. See those little polar caps? They are ice, although not very thick. The atmosphere is only about a hundredth of Earth's, and mainly carbon dioxide, so we won't be able to breathe it. They say the solar winds tore most of the atmosphere away, whereas on Earth the gravity has just enough strength to keep most of the atmosphere in place. It looks a bit cold there, despite all that red, said Wendy. It can be, replied Ken. They say the temperature can go as low as minus 70 degrees centigrade and as high as 30 degrees centigrade. But it's the wind that can cause a lot of bother, up to 200 kilometres an hour. By the way, the red was thought to be iron oxide or rust for a long time. But although some of it is, most is a sort of volcanic rock. Not very hospitable, put in Jack. Well, it's not too bad as planets go in this system. We were designed for just one planet, but we can exist on Mars with just a little added help to get us started. Talking of which, interrupted Bill Littlejohn, we'd best move on. We've got the debriefing to cover, and we need to give you the info on what's required when you go down there. We wouldn't want you to be unprepared. They continued on to the hotel area and had a good, if simple, meal. They then went to the room allocated to them and had a couple of hours rest. When they assembled again in the debriefing room, there were five other people, all from the Mars Space technical team. The next five hours were spent working through the sketches and notes they had sent to the station, arguing and reasoning through every detail. Refreshments were served halfway through the meeting, but they didn't stop their analysis. After five hours, Bill called the meeting to a halt. We have found this all very useful, and we will be incorporating most of the modifications into this station, and also sending it back to EOS, so that the other stations and ships can be modified. You folks have certainly earned your keep so far. Keep up the good work. We will meet again tomorrow to start your briefing for your work on Mars surface. See you in the morning, and once again, thank you.